ready your ears. Time to test your ability to change lanes. Enjoy the ride. Here we go. Another podcast from the group Changing Lanes Above the Neck. Stay tuned to absorb real discussions for and about real people. Welcome everybody out there to Changing Lanes number 26. We have Connie back in the studio on the mic. Say hello, Connie. Hello, everyone. And she's gonna we're gonna talk about deal breakers from a women's point of view. There's so many. Uh, there's only a couple. Two arms, two legs, and a head. That's all you guys need. <laughs> Especially the uh, latter. Um, so what's your most important deal breaker, Connie? Your most important honesty or dishonesty being dishonest why so and you can be dishonest about many things um your home life your children your work your financial status i'm all about sincerity and being honest true to yourself in addition to being true to other people Hmm. what kind of let's talk about levels of dishonesty well all dishonesty is bad Right. So what about a little white lie saying, give me like a little white lie that doesn't really matter. Sometimes. You look great today. <laughs> him saying it to you or you saying it to him? Both. Both? Okay. And they really don't look that good. But you're not going to tell somebody that. Why not? Can't you say you look average today? No. Oh. Because men's ego, egos can't handle it? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. That's, that's another podcast. Oh, man, my gosh. Can, are you saying you can? I think some men can. They can take direction and honesty. Yeah. Most men can't. Okay. I guess I haven't met them. Yeah. Most men can't. Um, so something dishonest like having a wife at home who didn't tell you, that's that's kind of a deal yeah, breaker, huh? You dating, think? yeah. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Yeah. How about a couple of other girlfriends, as long as you're number one? Yeah. No. Don't want to be that side piece? Well, if they're, I guess if they're telling you up front that they have a couple other girlfriends, that they're they're being honest about it, so <laughs> then I can make an informed decision if I want to be that stay side in piece there. or yeah. be number one. Yeah, heck no, I'm not going to be sloppy seconds to no one. Mm, okay, uh, what about kids? That all of a sudden that they they tell you, oh, oh yeah, I have a kid, when they should have told you up front. Right. I, I think that's a deal breaker. I think, and I think. Um, like you had said earlier about guys kind of keep that. I think they keep that in the back burner and don't bring that up right away. And, and see how that's going. Wow. There we go. You know, you don't want to tell all your history and all your medical problems if you have them, things like that. So maybe the guy doesn't want to tell you, hey, I have six kids by five baby mamas. Right, that's true. Yeah, maybe he wants to ease into it and see how far it, it goes before he right. Kind of, so uh, is reveals that, that is he being dishonest by not coming forth with that right away? I guess I, I don't guess think not. so. No, no. it kind of comes up as the relationship evolves. As long as it comes up, no, it doesn't come up two, three years later. Right after you're making wedding plans. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I got these people coming to the wedding, and they're my kids. I got six people in my wedding, <laughs> and they're all my kids. <laughs> Yeah. No, they don't have to say things right up front, but I guess it's it should come up soon, don't you think? Yeah. 
I, I think so. So what about having no life of their own? You know, when like we talked about before, when they encompass your life, your life becomes their life. They don't have any friends. Yeah, that can be suffocating. Yeah. And too much. Yeah, that's too much. I think it's important for both people to have their own hobbies and own separate lives to a point, not to the degree that you constantly do stuff with other people and then you're like, Okay, let's make plans with each other. Yeah, but every day's like a like a first date though. Like if you see each other maybe once a month. Well that twice keeps a things month. fresh, doesn't yeah, it? There you go. On its own. Yeah. The freshness <laughs> happens on its own. It's like the first time every time. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like the first time. Um uh but yeah, but so you were talking about before, like when people on their uh, profiles to say, you know, I like to hike, like to do this, and then you then you hang out with them and it's totally different. You know, lying on a profile is huge. Right. It's almost like 80, 90%. There's always something on a profile, on the online profile that's not really true, true. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that? But dating, I think dating allows you to filter all that out. That they're lying? When yeah. you start dating them and they yeah. find out they lied well, on their profile? They're not really lying. They're kind of misrepresenting themselves. Which is a lie. Exaggerating, yeah. yeah. They like to go hike when it means they they walk, walk around the, the block. block. <laughs> <laughs> I get the mail. That's a hike. Technically, technically, that's 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 a hike. Well, yes, that is. But then we talk about you know you go to interview and put your best foot forward, so you want to put all your positive out there because you're trying to catch that fish. So you don't put the hook in the water with half a worm. You put the hook in the water with all the worm. Say, hey, this is the worm. This is me. This is potentially me. But then eventually the the real worm comes out and, and he's all shriveled. Not not to say that's a segue, but it's shriveled and, and it's <laughs> not represented correctly. <laughs> that just came out all kind of wrong. But it's not represented correctly. And – but – but but like I said, dating is a ritual where you get to figure out what you want. And right. And what you feel comfortable yeah. in divulging to the other person. I mean, when you're dating, you're slowly let your guard down. You slowly let your walls down and you start telling the person more the things truth. about yourself. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Whereas you're not going to do that from the get-go. So I understand withholding information for a yeah. while till you trust that person. Yeah, so withholding information is not actually lying. That's right. just, just just like trying to figure out if you guys are compatible, things like that. Right. But or, don't say you're, you know, part of the reason you pick somebody on a profile if they like hiking. Well, that's something I like to do too. So you better like to do that. But can't you put that like in a soft Soft uh, deal breaker. That way you can maybe go to the mailbox with him. <laughs> Get the mail. That's true. That could be. Well, because where I live, it's a quarter mile to for me to walk to get my See? mail. That's so, a hike. Yeah. Yeah. So if he can't make it a quarter mile, then he's staying on the street. <laughs> he's staying at the mailbox for the postman to pick him up. Uh, you know, one of my one of my deals is that, you know, you get with a person and, and they you suggest something and I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. You know, that that indecisiveness is huge. It's like, look at the decision. Yeah. Help that, me. Help me help you. Meet me halfway. So what right. do you say about that? Oh, that's annoying because 
you ask them for a reason, but do you ask them because you don't want the responsibility of making the decision and the night being a total failure? Or or you're just tired of doing, you're actually tired of doing what you want to do all the time and say, hey, put some input in. What do you want to do? Right. And then they say something crazy, you have to accept it. You just can't say, well, I don't want to do that. And you say, okay. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, being open-minded to do Both like, ways. Yeah. To doing what others want to do. So, yeah, I agree with you. You can't just ask somebody what they want and then say, and then shut them down. Well, you can. But well, you of course you can. Yeah, but, but you, but you, but you shouldn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we were talking about um, being in relationships too long, and some of the deal breakers canceling out other deal breakers. Like, what was the example that I used? Um, if you got a bad kid, but you really like being around him, but right. the kid is super bad, but you really like being around him, so you, so you tore with that idea, and until one surfaces about the other. That that's what influences your decision to, to either stay or either fight or flight, as per so se. So how bad does the kid have to get before you're like, okay, I'm done? I don't know. It depends on your your bad kid meter. Depends on the person. Well, I'm trying to think of something a kid could do that would drive me up. I guess stealing from me if the kid was stealing from me or something. Oh, yeah. And then they say, well, you know, it's not that bad. He, he only took $5. Hello, he still took money. Right. Yeah. And you see that bus, uh, you see that train coming down the track, and that's one you don't want to be on, I think. Let's talk about cleanliness. That's that's one of your peeves, boy. Yes, it is. <laughs> not, I'm not a, and it shouldn't be, I guess. I think it's interesting how you, how you um, find faults in others that are really your own faults. Mm. But because I'm not the cleanest person either, but I can't, I, the a relationship I was in, um, he wasn't the cleanest person and I didn't end up going over to their, his house a lot. And that ended up being a problem because, you know, he felt he was coming out to my house more often and which was true. He was because I wasn't comfortable there. He wasn't going to go to the pigsty. So guys out there, clean your houses. <coughs> clean, hey, clean your toilet. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> we don't even want to go down that. Women, women can h- hover only so long. <laughs> that extra muscle. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a six million dollar man. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the most part, guys that I've gone out with, I mean, they you can tell that they did something before I came over. Mm-hmm. So that's good that they put forth that effort. But oh yeah. Then it's the. As the relationship goes on and on. And <laughs> There's more hair and hair on the sink and the toilet. And, right. You know, the toilet paper roll is under, not over. Yeah. But I don't, I think I put up with that kind of thing for a while. That's and, a soft deal breaker. See? Yeah. Perfect. Because if it bothers me so much, I had a friend and the girl didn't like how he kept his house. So she would come over and clean his house for him. And I'm like, well, I guess if I didn't like it that bad, I could do that. But I can barely keep my own house clean. I don't want to clean somebody else's house. What's her number? I'm sorry. Uh, What's her her name? What's her number? I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't understand that. (laughs) Or maybe I should pay for a maid to come over and clean their house. I don't know. Well, you can't. uh, What's the adage? You can't change people. You can barely change yourself. And if a guy is a pig... 
he can only hide it, hide it for so long, the pig's going to come out. Right. And so you'll know over time. But maybe maybe you should entice the pig to come out, like, you know, try to find that crazy. Oh, yeah. Push. So <laughs> push how it. could I push it? Push, push the bottom up. For push the bottom up for the for the cleanliness crazy. Yeah. Um. Say you're coming over Friday, but show up Thursday. <laughs> That'd so be why? perfect. Yeah. But but then you'll you'll be the one suffering because the place would be a pig. I would be a a, a pigsty. Yeah. So you'll suffer, but you but you'll learn though. You'll learn that he's not. Yeah. What so. about animals? How do you feel about animals <sighs> sleeping with them? <sighs> like a snake, a dog, what? Dog, uh, a dog or cat. Dog or cat's going to be the most common thing, right? I'm not really a cat person. That's the wrong person to ask. I've, I've never gone out okay? with someone with a cat. Wow, just think about that. I've never gone out with someone with a cat. What does that say about you? I don't like cats. <laughs> I'm not a cat person. <laughs> I like some cats. <laughs> not all cats. Um, what about dogs? Uh, that's, you know, I love dogs. Just like the other guy. Like the other guy, I love dogs. But dogs have their place. And I don't want to step on your toes. I'm going to stop there. I know. you got to be I, I know. correct with yeah. the animal situation. Yeah. I'm, I think we're on the same page as you know, when that goes. I had a friend who used to, like, drink behind her dog in the in the... Yeah, in the uh, water glass. Yeah, didn't, didn't go very well. <laughs> yeah. And then kiss him on the lips. Yeah, yeah. And then go and kiss you. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just, I I'm just wait. not there. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to uh, piss off any dog lovers out there. But we we, we also want to be correct and say, you know, there's a you know. Yeah, Fido's got to give up the bed. Yeah, yeah if, at least if, keep it clean. I so I had a I dated somebody with that situation too, and just you know, dog hairs everywhere. So for a few holidays and birthdays, I got him sheets just for you know a hint, and it didn't help. <laughs> and they were clean to begin with. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh-huh. but maybe should have got him dryer sheets. You should invent dryer sheets to actually suck up dog hair. Yeah, we could make a killing. Yeah, and figure out how to doesn't clog up your dryer and stuff. Yeah, but but you would think if someone's doing their laundry and they see a bunch of dog hair in the lint, they yeah. But that's that's but that's our normal. You can't once again you can't change people. You can barely change yourself. Yeah, and that's their normal, and and that's what they're used to. So you end up dating the dog and the guy. Right, yeah. and I'm not, I I love animals too. I like them. I just I feel like they have their place at my house. They're they're not sleeping in my bed with me. Mm. Mm. But it, for others, and that's people have the right to do whatever they want. Yeah. That's true. And if but, they don't like it, but if I'm dating you, you need to. We need to have a. That's that's another thing for communication. Right. Yeah. What's the compromise? Yeah. There? Say hey, you know, I'm not really comfortable with with your dog in the bed with us. And, well, that's my dog. Okay. Well, you get none of the cat. There you go. Bang. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Communication's a big deal. Yeah. That clears up a lot of things. Yeah, but men have a hard time with communication sometimes. I will apologize for all men out there because we suck. We suck. <laughs> End of story. But people, you know, feel like their animals are their, are their children. 
So because I went, if they're not if their kids slept with us, but you know if the kid was in the bed or whatever was a common thing. I don't know that slept with their parent to a certain point, right? Don't I can't speak on that. I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> but I hear you though. Yeah, yeah. But you know, once again, that opens up the avenue of communication for the, the uh, guy and girl to figure out what's what's going to work for them. Because you have a hard time with that. Say, hey, dude, your dog's in the bed, your kid's in the bed. We need to talk about this. Some, mm-hmm. Something has to change. That's not, that's not going to work for me. And, you know, you have a place. You don't have to sleep over. Say, hey, right. Yeah. That's right. not going to work for me. But then that's when it could, it became a problem. Cause I it, it becomes stayed. one-sided. Right, because I never stayed over. Yeah. What about grammar? This this one of my favorites. <laughs> Grammar, grammar on texting, grammar on, on just, just, just killing the king's English, taking the king's English and just slapping it like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Soft deal breaker is texting. I give people a lot of leeway if they don't spell correctly on texting. Yeah, because sometimes you know you got the autocorrect things like that. Right, yeah. and I get a lot of. Um, testing with my sister my sister is horrible she never does spell check and i'm always deciphering what she's texting me drives me crazy but so i give people a break on texting but like on your profile come on (laughs) have somebody proofread it you know is this grammatically correct am i using the correct term here (sighs) and then if you're in public and if they have poor grammar and they're around your friends. <laughs> your friends are going to notice every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it's and, and what it's, do you say? They're good in the sack. I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of like nails on the chalkboard. It's like real slow motion. It's like, did he just say that in front of my friends? Did he just say that to my sister? Oh my god! I'm never going to hear the end of this. Right. Yeah. And you can't really fix that. You just have to accept it the way they are. You're not going to say, hey, let's have a spelling grammar test. You know, you and me, and let's kick Fido out of bed, and let's go over some spelling words. That's not going to work in a relationship. Yeah. At what, at what time in your dating do you give them the spelling test? <laughs> the grammar test. Okay, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> I think third date. Third date is a good time for that grammar test. The, what would be on your grammar test? What would be on the grammar test? Difference between uh, you're and you are. You're. While you are and while you apostrophe R-E. Okay. Or is it apostrophe R-E? You failed. I failed. <laughs> wow, I already failed. <laughs> um, oh, what's some other words that are close? There's quite a few words that people just butcher. Right. And they butcher honestly because not everybody pays attention. Yeah, you got to be able to talk and have conversation and But would you correct them? And would you correct somebody right away if I use the word incorrectly? Would you say What would you say to me? I just grin and bear and grit my teeth. You wouldn't say anything. <laughs> no. You'd wait till the third date to start correcting me on my grammar. No, no, not even then. I I would have a hard time trying trying to correct them. Seriously. But yeah. it's not a deal breaker for I, you. I would, it's soft, medium. Yeah. But it's not a hard deal breaker, no. You know, but if it if it stays the same, fine. But if it gets worse and it becomes a foreign language, yeah. 
Because your friends look at you like, what are you doing with that guy or, or that girl, that girl? Not that country's a bad thing. I don't say country's a bad thing. Yeah, country. But they just have poor grammar. Not everybody in country has poor grammar, okay? I'm not so trying you to say would that. Say, yeah, so. <laughs> you gave so her that you look. She doesn't have that because she's a country girl. She don't, she don't have that je ne sais quoi. Yeah. 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 What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I heard it one day on TV. Je ne sais quoi. Makes you sound sexy. Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I think that was his next verse. So it feels like the first time. <laughs> The mighty first time. Yeah, the, the grammar thing, I, I I think, is more of a soft to middling. But like like I said, if it continues, then you got you got some problems. Well, I think I would, you know, I think I'd wait a few dates. And if it was a common thing that happened every time, I would I would say something. I'm like, well, how do you mean that? What do you mean by that? Oh, so you would go into a soft before you slap upside the head. Right. Say, yeah. Well, that's, that's really this word or... And I ask people a lot, how do you spell that? Especially if I don't know what a word is, or mm-hmm. I make them spell it for me. Well, I can't spell a je- genus quoi, so thank you anyway. Thank you for not making me spell that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay. So that one thing about being under you all the time, I want to go back to that. Um, back in college, there were a bunch of people that got hooked up, a bunch of couples, and they were like, like twins. They'd be together all the time. And I never understood that. Where people just, I mean, they wake up to be together. They go to bed to be together. I mean, all day long, same classes. They were like, it was like a separate wife, a separate husband, like the whole time. So what do you think about that? That Well, I think that's a different, um, we're in a different state in our life. So we're older. We've, we're independent. We're, you know, we're divorced. So we've kind of had to find our own way our own hobbies. Whereas I think when people are young and they do everything together, that's just, and then their relationship evolves and they're married for 60 years and they do everything together. That's just the way it happens for them. But in our, in our situation, we've had to develop some sort of independence. If you got divorced, even if you did everything your spouse did, correct, you've got to figure something out because now you're alone. And when you get with somebody, you're coming from two different standpoints and you're bringing different, let's say one person's at point A, another person's at point B, and they're all bringing separate things to the table, baggage, friends, kids, uh, enemies, ex-husbands, things like that. They're all bringing something different to the table. So you have to intermesh all that stuff. I, I call that the Brady Bunch syndrome and it doesn't always work. Right. Big, big time, you know, no matter how many, how, how patient you are or or how forgiving you are, sometimes it doesn't work. Right. The sometimes it doesn't work is one of those things where you're in it too long. Same thing happens. You know, that's that's one of my favorite sayings, that sometimes you're in it too long. And I've done that a few times where the in it too long has, you know, you get comfortable, you get, um, uh, what's the other word? Uh, complacent. Complacent, all that stuff because it's like, hey, boom. But you've never done that, of course. You've <laughs> never done that, Connie. I I can see it by your face. Yeah. You've never stayed it too long. You've yeah. always cut bait quick. No. You know, the fish has been on the hook and the fish went, pow, snap, <laughs> gone. No, that's not true. I think I think it's common for people to stay in it too long. Like 
you talked about before, you know, you don't want to be alone. Yep. And then. What else you got to do? Right. Who else is out there? But, and you do justify things because there are important things to me as far as an integrity of person. You know, they're a good person. They're a good family person. You know, they're financially okay. You know, so those things to me are important and then it outweighs the, you know, the dog hair or the kid, the kid that's yeah. stealing five bucks from me every time I go. To the <laughs> <laughs> that son of a gun. I don't believe till five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you know, we do stand things too long and we can justify stand in it. I've done it. Uh, we've all done it. What's, What's the longest time you think you stayed in a relationship too long? Oh, gosh. Six years. Oh, wow. I, I was going to say a year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even come close. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like a little whiny baby at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in a relationship. I, did, I would say on and off because we would break up, get back together. Break, break up. up to make up. Yeah. yeah. So that happened for, gosh, that was about six years. So, generally, when did you finally learn? I don't want any specifics, of course. Generally, when did you say, hey, enough's enough? I think I think we both were staying in it for too long and being like, you know, re- realizing the other person's assets and what they brought to the table. And I think it was a mutual thing. Okay. I think both of us were just... Enough's enough. Right. You know, and neither one of us, you know texted or called or you know and it just just out of loneliness just snuffed just out kind of stopped yeah yeah loneliness to get you get you in trouble because right. you stay in it you know there's all loneliness uh with some of the others uh a stagnant oh we we talked about being stagnant in relationships um how you want to change it up things like that but if you know it's not going to work and you stay in it how do you how do you combat that sometimes? It's like, will door number two be better than door number one? You know, do you take that chance? So it's all about chances too. Mm-hmm. You know, do you take that chance of door number two, or do you stay in door number one because you got something kind of good? You might as well stay with it. You know, it's there, but you have to be honest with yourself and realize if you're staying in it, you're missing the opportunity to meet somebody else. Oh, where were you? couple years ago (laughs) tell me these things setting on the right track oh well we're gonna close it up that's not bad 27 minutes okay that's not bad we want to thank connie for coming out and uh sharing with us deal breakers from a woman's point of view and hopefully women can can write in and maybe tell us some other deal breakers thanks for having me all right bye-bye